Hey, hello and welcome <laughs> to RP Geeks, where we do Dungeons and Dragons and Science. <laughs> Set in the sci-fi world of Braxigan 2. Uh, we are... Sorry, I wasn't sure if we're doing the echo anymore. We're doing the echoes. When are we doing the echoes? It's never been entirely clear. Okay, we cool, haven't yeah. rehearsed it. Just in a very large room. Eventually you'll get an echo. Yeah. Braxigan! <laughs> We we right, we are four science communicators. Uh, we love playing D and D. We love talking about the science behind the sci-fi concepts that come up in the game. We'll get to the science in just a bit. But first, let's go around, round and introduce ourselves. Uh, my name is Shamni. I use she/her pronouns. Uh, like making science videos, and today I uh, published a video um, about how you can be creative or not over Zoom calls, Ooh. like this one. Oh. It's very relevant. I'll tweet about it. Follow me on Twitter. Okay. Um, Bates. Hello, I'm Emily Bates. I too make science videos and I use she, her pronouns. I posted today three videos. I edited and posted three, three videos today. And I'm oh, tired. Video for the rest of us. And I got another oh. one ready to go for tomorrow. Like, oh honestly, God. so much going on today. One of which we and Charlie were talking about earlier because both of our companies put videos out uh, about <laughs> the same thing. But you got it before because it's from your journal. So yeah, we, we had I had an hour to make advantage. it. <laughs> yeah, we had like a month. Like, it's theirs not, is, it's theirs is much better, but I, we've agreed that I have a cool opening no, to mine. Is great. They are the main rivals. We're not main rivals at all. We're friends. Anyway, um, Simon. <laughs> uh, hello, my name is Simon. I use he, him pronouns. I am a professional science communicator, stroke professional nerd. Uh, today, I wrote the script, finalized the script for a video Ooh. about an aspect of climate change that people aren't talking about enough, which is uh, micronutrient deficiencies in the oh. future. Because of is, climate change. Whoa. Yeah, there's a huge problem of the basically the more carbon there is in the atmosphere, the less nutrients go into crops and more sugar because oh, basically they get more right. sugars from photosynthesis and less oh. nutrients coming up from the soil. So no. another so, cheery video from Simon Clark. That's amazing. So there's no video this week because all the depression is being concentrated in next week's video. Right. Uh, and that's what I've been working on today. And oh that leaves Ali Jennings. Yeah, yeah. Videos like everyone else. And, <laughs> and... Yeah, videos. Videos. Yeah, I was doing some stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. How are you? Yeah, How you doing? doing? Well, you know, you know, I yeah. The time war's been tough after we left one direction. Oh wow. <laughs> That's such a before we started streaming <laughs> conversation. That is it. Twitch chat agree with me. He looks like at the moment for people really who doesn't. are listening to the podcast, he looks like yeah, Harry okay. Styles playing Doctor Who. I, I'm Lord saying, Harry Styles. I'm in for this. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Totally. I've been yeah. swayed. I'm here for it. Yeah, I love. Oh, okay. The hair's I'll looking just, good, I'll Ali. With that. Oh, thank you. Ali, yeah, you know, sometimes what makes you beautiful. Sorry. <laughs> it will make me beautiful. It is what makes me beautiful. And I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Oh no, you know, it's just been it's just been a big week. It's been a big week. I've just got this kind of I just know that well, there's been a lot of work, but also like I just know that you guys are like on the verge of about to just sort of do all sorts of heinous stuff in the campaign. Like, oh, I've been preparing causing stuff. You extra and, stress in your life. You know, yeah, thinking about stuff really and then trying to learn about music of the future. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, Ali's doing the D and D brief this week. Oh, That's why he's stressed. That makes sense. The lot happening. Music of the future, Ali. The music <laughs> of the future. What was that meant to be? Presumably, Time Lord Harry Styles that... is music of the future. Like that's his yeah. kind of jam. Yeah. And music of the past, all at once. <laughs> and music of the night. <laughs> music of the now. 
music of all time is Harry Styles. We should get him on. Uh, we should. Shoot our you shot. know, I would like that. I would be nice. Yes. I'd enjoy that. I think he'd enjoy it. Yeah. That'd be good. He's in Marvel. He's like, that's a little, you've got to be a little bit nerdy to be in Marvel, at least. Surely. I think he probably does that D&D we... game with um, Tom Hollander. Huh? Tom Holland? Tom Holland? Tom Holland. Holland. Spoodemon. Yeah, Spoodemon. Tom Holland. Tom I mean, different. I'd also play D&D with Tom I, Holland. I was going to say, I'll take, I'll take I mean... it. Um, but <laughs> I do both. think uh, Henry Cavill has to be like, Henry Cavill and Brendan Fraser are all top of our list. Like, let's be completely <laughs> oh, yeah. clear here. Henry Cavill, I think probably. Brendan, Henry Cavill would do it. <laughs> I'm looking through. I'm looking for a list of celebrities Everyone who play D&D. Henry and Cavill. Lady and there's a list of 25 people. Number 20 is Brennan Lee Mulligan. I'm not sure that this counts. As <laughs> uh, I suddenly got really excited. And then I was like, of course, Brennan Lee Mulligan plays D&D. That's I why I'm like, oh, I was like, I know the name. I know him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the rest, I've just because I know Vin Diesel's the big, the other big one, right? He plays the yeah, yeah. big Jesus, show plays. Joe Mang- Manganello oh, has like a game with oh, people oh, in his basement. He's like a huge nerd. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Robin. <gasps> um, who else? Oh God, I mean, Matt on? Mercer. Who put this list together? Of course, Matt Mercer plays D and D. Plays D and D. Wow. Who do? Who do I mean, it? it's an accurate list. You've got to admit, like, yeah. it's correct. <laughs> He does. Uh, apparently, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck grew up playing D and D. That's kind of uh, yeah, cute. No, Emily's, uh, Emily's cute. got a valid point. Is there is there even Vin- one woman on this list? Yeah. Oh, the, I'm now searching for multiple lists. Uh, okay. These are all. No, is there any of them? Laura Bailey. Aubrey Plaza apparently plays D and D. Okay, I will That's take that. Yes. Yeah, definitely. One hundred percent. Vin Diesel and Aubrey Plaza for the win. I think. Okay. Representation right there. Representation. We're, we're sucking time away from Ali's discussion of future Emily, music. Future future come on, Doctor Styles. I don't Let's know go. what that means. What, what is, what, what David is... Bowie, future music. <laughs> future music. <laughs> that, there it is, right there. Is that the gist of it? Uh, pretty it? much. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's. Well, let, let me just let me just roll back. Like, uh, <laughs> let me just. Ro- so <laughs> the reason that we're talking about future music is that <laughs> uh, we were in. You, we all were in a bar in the oh, future. We it was sort of a bar. It's like kind of a bar, but also like a music venue, but also a hotel. There's a lot going cool. on. The horn. Uh, the horn. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of music being played. And there was there were sort of people playing it, like from in the, in the band. And then there were also what looked like kind of machines or other people sort of hanging from the ceiling and who seemed to be modulating the music. And it, there was a whole kind of musical sort of vibe going down and i was basically i just thought okay right future music great uh i i'll look that up and the first thing like i got a lot of stuff about basically about how the music industry which is really not what i wanted it was all about selling music and buying music and how you're going to access music in your face and all this kind of stuff and i thought no in that's not what I in your face in your face um so I went back and I thought, right, okay, what about the kinds of sort of sounds that were being made in that scenario? Ooh. And one of the things that was said was that there were like saxophones and, and um, brass instruments that were playing chords with each other, right? I'm just, start, mm-hmm. I'm just starting off with a, I'm just, just easing us off with a bit of, a bit of a multiphonics, theory. right? Yeah. A bit of multiphonics, nothing <laughs> so too hard. What's a multiphonics? Is a multiphonics, a multiphonics is a multiphonic, <laughs> but plural. And a multiphonic is when multiphonic. Wood, 
woodwind instruments or mm. brass instruments, which should only be able to play one note, play a chord. Mm. They do that. Ah. Can they do that right now? Or is yeah, that they can. You can do that right now. It's a technique. You have to be so really good. Singers can do it as well. How do singers do it? It's hard. Yeah, I mean, I can't do. It. I was about to be like, hard. you go like, you're like, ah, ah, at the same time. Oh, <laughs> I see. I did. I did a workshop once where I I did it once. There was like <gasps> as a choir. They got us all to try and do it, and I remember distinctly it. hearing. I couldn't. I couldn't do it now, even what, if I tried. What What's the technique behind it? I think it's basically like you have one note. It's it's almost just like you have one note coming from your chest voice and one note coming from your head voice at the same time. And so you're like modulating. It's like the harmonics of what you're putting out from your chest and you're modulating that Boom. what's going on up here. That is the, that's the theory, basically. So basically, when you, when, when you hit a note from like a single note from a brass... Okay, brass is a bit different. But is everyone else brass. shocked that Ali says brass, not yeah, brass? Yeah, a bit, yeah. It's that yeah. brass, mate. I, that's why I say that. Um, it's just very northern of you, which I wasn't expecting. Huh. Uh, and then, so when when you play an instrument, when you play on a reeded instrument, so a woodwind, when you play a note, a single note, it's not actually like a pure tone, right? A pure tone would be a single sine wave. Um, it's a combination of lots of different sine waves um, all put together to make uh, something which we perceive as a single note, as a single pitch, but it's actually lots and lots of harmonics all stacked on each other at different amplitudes, right? And we, we hear the one which is the loudest. So when you over so the way so i i used to have to do this for a saxophone piece which i never learned how to play right but i did learn how to play the opening note which was a multiphonic note um and i'm definitely going to play that in a second um but so when you overblow which is what you needed to do and use certain fingerings and what you can do is you can amplify the other frequencies within your single note right no laughed at overblow and different fingerings and i'm just because we're all listening pretty, pretty upset with simon as well so i'm used to this term we all so know what I. overblow means we all know what fingering means come on now there's no I special fingering well, there is wait no there is special fingering yeah yeah Carry really on. special um so yeah so that's what loads loads of it loads of it um and then you can make two so then you can hear two separate notes yeah because what you're doing is you're amplifying uh, a different part of the sine wave a different part, a different sine wave within your note as well as your original one and that when you get it loud enough you can hear both at the same time but it sounds really discordant and weird um oh, like, why does it sound discordant and weird sounds like this ah, ah, ah. Ah. whoa whoa thanks sally yeah Eesh. there we go Boishy. it's a sat whereas the singing one sounds i am led to believe like this i sent a youtube video in our whatsapp group just oh, for and here i haven't clicked on it yet we go hello I oh am god oh, oh no oh no, oh, no. Oh, she's no. sorry <laughs> i don't care about you <laughs> make the noise make the noise <laughs> okay all right let's do for me now Okay, here we I'm go. I'm sure it's a wonderful video. No, uh, I'll just. Uh, I, I, I can't she's... scrub through because I'll hear it from my. She's on the explaining so much. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll scrub through and I'll find the time. No. She is doing two notes. Top. But you can. You can really later top. on in the video. She does a scale on one and a scale on the other that are going in different directions. No. How? Oh How? That's so smart. That's crazy. Okay, we'll come back to that. Um, but the brass one. There you go for you southerners. Um, apparently you do it just by singing into it. You sing into it a different note. So you blow really? and you sing at the same time. Oh. And that's how you do a multiphonics on oh. a brass. 
Yeah. Oh, you just sing. You just sing the other note that you so want. As, yeah. so as you're playing a edge. trumpet, you go <laughs> as well as playing the note. <laughs> I'm really playing a different note. I'm playing a different note. Ah, oh, amazing. Yeah, because yeah. because when you when you play a trumpet, you're doing you have you basically purse your lips and make a puff sound. Ah. So you're going <laughs> pet for pet. But then you're also going to go. <laughs> <laughs> My friend's a really good, like a professional French horn player. I'm gonna have to ask him and be like, "Tell me if you can do this." I have to admit, I, I did not know you could do that with brass. That's, that's really, really cool. Yeah. But is it not just you singing that's making the other note? Like it's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not. Okay. It's not yeah, as still, cool as the as the, the wind. The cool fingering of the other ones. Yeah. Cool, yeah, and they're kind of like, yeah, right, okay. So that's one of them. But then also, like, we had uh, sort of instrument or machines and automatons that were hanging from the rafters, which were sort of sucking in some of the music that was being played down below and then expelling it in it, all modulated and weird. And actually, we have that already. I found out, right? Oh. Because it's, that's what auto-tune is. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, and I actually I fully credit Tom Scott did an amazing video on this, Tom right? Scott. Which explains this oh, yeah. incredibly well. But I will just give you the bare bones of it. So essentially, right, when you auto-tune something, uh, you set a reference point that you want to hit. So you're like, right, at this point in the song, the scone, at this point in the scone, we're hitting... Scone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're hitting, you know, we're in, this, we're in G flat minor or some horrific... Uh, key um and then what it does is it uh the microphone is sucking in sucking in the microphone's getting whatever you're singing <laughs> into it uh and then um pulling the uh sound back to the reference point that you've set and the way that it does that i'm sorry i'm just thinking of not it's not dirty you know the tenacious d <laughs> thing where jack black does the inward singing uh, oh. and the i'm singing that's what i was thinking of i'm sorry so i was just giggling about that i've never really heard good. that oh it's okay. great I'll it's find. an album on their it's a track on their first album yeah <laughs> which fun fact dave Grohl did all the, the drumming for did he oh, yeah legend so fun um yeah so so uh you sing into it and then what it does is it takes the raw sound wave that you've sung into it which is again like a, a mixture of loads and loads of different sine waves and may not be near your reference the reference point you're going for um and what it then does is you have a piece of software which uses a fourier transform and what a fourier transform does i don't know how it does it because it's hardcore maths um is Simon, do you know how it works? You're smiling like you know. Oh, yeah, but it just it breaks down a signal into its uh, component forms. So in other words, you have like a signal that's a really wiggly, wobbly, wavy thing. And it basically says, right, how much of it wobbles in the fundamental mode with a single sine wave? How much of it then wobbles in two sine waves on top of each other? And then you stack them all together. Mathematically, well, computationally, the way you do it is a fast Fourier transform, which is just like a very efficient algorithm for isolating... You effectively do um, a form of multiplication to isolate the magnitude of a specific frequency. Like it's it's it, like mathematically, it's not that difficult, but I don't know how it actually works in terms of computer code. Like that's something that smart computer science people did. Wow, there you go. Yeah, basically, it breaks it down into all its component sine waves, and then once you know what all the individual sine waves are, you can then go through and 
change them as you will mm. in order to push the overall sound wave towards the pitch that you're after being the correct one yeah you have to like yeah. totally change all of them so you're not going to lose the texture and the consonants and the things but you're going to nudge them all until the overall one is the note yeah you and I believe like the speed at which you change it, because you can change it very quickly and you get a ah, 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 sort of effect, or you can change it much slower and it sounds as though they're actually singing it right. Do you believe in life? <laughs> I mean, I can't do it because I can't I, I think do the is the third thing that immediately comes to mind. Yeah. Yes, T-Pain's the famous one. For reasons and T-Pain. But <laughs> interestingly, the, the technology cool. itself comes from oil prospecting using sound waves. What? What? I know. Auto-tune. Yeah, so it's from oil um, tune. <laughs> I'll allow it. Yeah, and then you, you, what what that is is it's correlating uh, a sound wave with a version of itself from earlier. So you you have a sound wave going one direction, and then it comes back, and you're correlating it and seeing how much they are the same. And for some reason, that is useful when trying to work out where oil is. Presumably from a sonar perspective, like you yeah. can. Yeah, so it's like an in, 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 interferometry, but for sonar. That's cool. Interesting. Yeah, because because any deviations from the signal that you expect to come back would be due to it reflecting off of an unusual surface, which if it was acoustically through rock, the oil would have a different acoustic property than the rock behind it. So effectively, it would reflect off of it to a different extent. That's really interesting. That's really people, cool. People are smart. Smart. So smart. People are so smart. Um, and... Then, so so now, really, we're thinking about the future of music, because obviously, like, Autotune, yeah, we did it, it's cool, and, you know, you can imagine stuff, you basically just changing whatever, kind of adding whatever kind of modulation off the top of whatever sound, sound wave you put into it. Um, but the really interesting thing now, so that's, that's all humans producing music, add a bit of modulation onto it, whatever. So now what's happening is people are producing AI, which can produce its own music. And this is, I don't know what we're gonna get here, right? But this is an AI that has been set up to produce oh, oh, lo-fi oh. classical metal, whatever that is. Lo-fi classical metal. He pulled okay. three musical terms out of the yeah, hat. Yeah, you're speaking to well, different parts of my soul, but I'm here for it. 24 seven, forever, right? This will run. You're not getting a lot of lo-fi. Metal, what? Classical. Classical metal. Or classical. Yeah, but classical metal, I suppose, is its own genre. Like, early Metallica is classical metal. Oh, is it classic metal? I assume, yeah. Yes, classic metal, not classical metal. Oh, right. But where's the lo-fi in that? I didn't get a lo-fi vibe. It's this, it's this, but there's a there's a gif of a girl, like, studying her best. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the only difference. Um, but apparently, uh, so what they all they did is they use a, they use a deep neural network for this. This is the same stuff. It's just sort of still going. This is just this algorithm producing new classic metal. Well, this see, this is more lo-fi metal. I can feel this, but it's not but this is like, metal. This yet. is being produced as we speak. It's kind of amazing. Like, the, the there's an algorithm just, like, just live composing music. Constantly. And that's what we're listening to right now. And composing you've just gone on a website to, to be like, I wonder what the algorithm is composing right now. This is pretty good. There's vocals. You can't, there are no words. I can believe there were words if I listen to that. Higher, he said higher then. 
So they fed they fed a neural network a load of songs and said, now make something like this. Hey, good, isn't it, actually? We've got a good it's one, because it's totally random, meta- right? You can get some very... real bad stuff. It doesn't feel metally. It feels quite rocky. You're being really critical of the, of the album. I know I am. I think that's why it's music. Oh. Oh. This is so my jam. It gets pretty dark. Can you send us the link, Ali? I want to just play. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I will say that, like, straight. that's not the only one. There's another. There's another algorithm called Relentless Doppelganger, which plays really heavy death metal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, this is that's my thing. This sounds like Games Workshop circa 2004. <laughs> In a way, probably technically better than the classical stuff. Anyway, whatever. Um, you, um, so people in our Twitch chat, twitch.tv forward slash Simon Clark, uh, are asking for the link to that. Could you pop that in chat, Alex? You know, if I ever looked at the chat or had any access to it... Could you yes. send it on the WhatsApp uh, so we can do it? Yes, I can forward it <laughs> to the chat. Now, which does chat want? Does chat want the classic metal, which classic I will metal. warn you is Maybe a little first one. hit and miss? First one. Or does chat want the... Relentless doppelganger, which I think is pretty much you. You get generally the same. No, kind of stuff. they're asking. Well, they're asking for both now. So. Both, both, both is good. Both, okay, both is okay, good. Okay, does. Um, you know, yeah, because uh, because but, but this has also been done specifically for composers, I know, because they're like um, there was a Mozart, whatever it was, like fiftieth piano sonata that an AI composed based having been trained on all the previous pieces by Mozart. Like it can be. Oh, thank you, space. Um, yeah, like you, you can actually be very specific with it. And, and like from my experience of you doing machine learning stuff, the more specific you are with it, the better your model performs. Because if you if you give it too broad a data set, yeah, then it doesn't know fuzzy, what right? to. Yeah, it's it's fuzzy. That's the right way to put it. Um, uh, yeah, totally right. So uh, I was gonna I was gonna launch into a kind of what is a recurrent neural network but hey i mean anybody who watches this channel will have seen you literally code one so hopefully it's on my youtube channel if uh people if people haven't (laughs) technically i should be doing another video on that at some point this year i need to wait for danby to finish building me my robot a robot Robot. i'll say no more than that called infinite sky (laughs) Six (laughs) Thousand. Robot. Got a completely different no serial more. number. Yeah, totally different serial number. <laughs> it's, it's different by one. <laughs> if any, okay, go on then. What's the serial number? It's different by one, Simon. Go. Uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyway, and then and just just to sort of finish off that. So that's called Dada Bots is the name of the band, which is this AI. Uh, and but the person who made it said most nets we trained made shit music, music soup. The songs would destabilize and fall apart. But, but not the, the death metal one just happened to be pretty good. Yeah, so actually like it's not as simple there's something about death metal like the kind of something about the rhythmicity or whatever it is which means that the algorithm can latch onto it whereas other music it just doesn't do it mm-hmm. that's really cool Very interesting. really cool, love that really love that um so we yeah, say the I mean, future of music is just ai's going now oh, well, yeah, everything is not, a remix right? right but it's interesting to oh. think about also if, if you think that an ai is what just a is a pattern rec- so the neural net is basically a pattern recognition program that's mm. what it does then what is it that's so complicated about other patterns that yeah. we get, but that the AI can't get? That is interesting. And also you, I, it kind of ties into like, you know, all the like lawsuits and things about around different bands mm. being like, you stole this bit of my song. And, you know, it all feeds in. Like if AIs can just produce music that sounds similar for this kind of music, but not another, does that say but something also, around that? 
unless you do something fundamentally different with how you construct the algorithm, it also means that you're always making the same type of music. Like there is no evolution mm. in the form of the music. Yeah. Unless you but, unless you start training it on different. But then obviously, you know, the, with the Go software, you know, all the kind of um, the gameplay yeah. stuff, mm. it'll learn from human interaction by playing it. Like it'll have its data set, but then learn by playing other people, right. which it could do. On that, on just just going with that, right? Listen to this. Oh, Jesus. It's not very good. I'm willing to give it a shot. Some people would call this minimalism. I mean, this is the, that's that's the more listenable end of that video. Who wrote but that? It sounds like a faulty machine. What's that meant to be? Well, that is a thing from what is called an algo rave. Ah, it's a stupid oh, name. Oh no, that's I love a great that name. Would you so uh, What it is is rave. I, I'll, I'll send you the video. Basically, it's 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 a bloke. In Portugal. I think it's a bloke. I'm afraid. Yes. Al. <laughs> yeah. His name's Al. The <laughs> the Algarve um, Algarve. <laughs> very famous. Uh, yeah, so what they have this, uh, they have a command line um, projected up on screen and there's someone in there just uh, coding and with each change of the code, they change the music and you just watch them change sort of single uh, characters and the music changes as it happens. Can we just hear a tiny bit more? Like Oh, now he you wants know what that's hear. like, though. That's like when you used to get those keyboards at school, and you would set it doing the like the drum beat, yeah. and then you yeah. just add a different thing, and then you change something. Like that's all that yeah. is. That is what it is. <laughs> but I mean, it's sort of more dictionary. Dictionary. But what's interesting about that is that it's actually the kind of oh, it's sort of good. Um, it's kind of it's the reverse of um the the uh, uh, neural net one in a way because the neural net one's always going to produce basically the same stuff just in a different mm. way whereas this stuff it it physically has to be different every time because you've changed the code right you like you've just changed it so it can, there's no way it can produce the same stuff I didn't so like this, that one very much so is oh, this I operating like on like samples of is it is there like a drum beat sample and mm. it's choosing how it's splicing them together or is it is it just raw audio data that it's yeah, matching really together. good question. Is it choosing the time signature and the key and stuff? No, it I mean, sounds like just, really it just sounds one. too. I don't know. It just. It, I can imagine that that was not sampled. I mean, I didn't hear anything in there which could only have been sampled, but I don't know. I'd be surprised if it was sampled. Like, okay. I feel like I feel like for something like if you would if you were writing say like a Bach cantata, actually even then, you probably wouldn't. Uh, you probably wouldn't limit it to to samples of it. It would just be audio. Right. And, and trained on the gross audio of ah but no with that what you could do with classical music though is give it a midi file you just see so, so you know you can give it the this note at oh. this time this note at this time it doesn't actually have to use the audio it can actually use right. the raw data of the music i think carrie huang did a video on this actually. i like that awful mariah carey thing that was it you that sent it to us simon <laughs> you mean mariah carey with uh welcome to the black parade no no Oh, oh my god I what that. is that but it was maybe it wasn't this group at christmas someone sent me and it broke me they took mariah carey singing all i want for christmas is you put it into a computer and converted it into a midi file and then played it back on a piano and it's the most cursed thing i've ever listened to and now we have to listen to it so hang on yeah yeah Carry on. It, what, what wow. christmas midi everyone. piano there we go Okay, it's happening. Midi um, Mariah Carey. Or midi or midi large. Here we go. Have you found is this midi Mariah Carey? Oh yeah. Oh here we go. 
future of music, ladies and gentlemen. But what's interesting is you can almost hear the words. Yeah. But they're just playing piano. It's a very drunk <laughs> pianist in a, a 20 speakeasy. I, oh! <laughs> <laughs> but it should get better from here, right? Yeah, the beat's gonna come in now, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I'm descending through the circles of hell! <laughs> I would have, I would I have, have listened to that Simon. to the end. That I, was so I, good. I could have sworn that you sent me that sign. But oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus uh, Christ. So, yeah, that's the future of music then. That's what we're saying. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. I oh, thank you. Uh, I've just got one more. I've just got one more thing to, to add, and then we're gonna we're done. Thank God. Um and it's a bit of a kind of tangent. We were talking also about whether you could convert the pressure wave of sound into electricity as a, or as into a like energy, energy, into energy. Force, yeah. Yes. All right, I've looked this up and I've looked, I would say mid to light in terms of hard, right? And I have found <laughs> that there's a lot of obviously sort of physical uh, stuff that people have made to do this. There is not a lot on actual biology which uses piezo like pressure to generate mm. energy but what there is is a this isn't even this is a, a poster at a conference right in 2014 by these people who were saying that the human your skeleton right gets pressure put on it as you move but your bones are made from a piezoelectric generating substance so you generate an AC current as you move. Wow. And what they were trying to do is to work out how you could store that electricity and use it to power gadgets on your person. Oh, wow. Because so that's um, as close what, as I got. Wait, wait, what, wait, can you expand upon on like the composition of a bone and how it's, how it's generating current? I 100% want to do that, Shamani, but there's no time. We have to start. <laughs> That technology was put to use because Coldplay did a bit of greenwashing when they did a tour and they installed mats on the on the tour that when people bounced up and down on them to the music, that generated electricity to power the stage lights, apparently. Yeah, but that's not their bones doing it. No, 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 but yeah, it's the same idea. It's it's okay. the motion that gets converted into not insignificant amounts of electricity. Okay, Bone identified as electric. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> we both and the found. charges it generates in response to mechanical activity are capable of enhancing bone growth. It's uh, according to this <gasps> one line I'm reading uh, identified collagen as the generating source in dry bone. So That's crazy. Oh, sorry. This is an actual biological. I thought you were proposing this bone. as like a tech startup thing. This is actual no, this bone. Happens. Does this happens. Oh, yeah, holy shit. True. <laughs> And so they're, they're saying in this other paper that actually the, the, the electricity generated from the piezoelectric nature of the bone stimulates bone growth. So if you're putting a lot of pressure on your bones, you 
grow more bone. Is that because if you put too much pressure on your bones, they break? And so they're like, we need to regrow and be able to... I think it's just if you're putting loads of pressure on your bones on a regular basis, then you need to grow stronger bone. It's it's like adaptation. It's kind of like Lamarckian evolution. Rather than having to pre-program everything that your body needs to know, if you lean on something, you're probably going to lean on that a lot. Are there other other examples of Lamarckian evolution? Because I was always told in school... It's not evolution because it's within... Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, but yeah. I, I like that analogy because everyone like some people know what Lamarckian evolution is, and it's like, oh yeah, that like that does make sense when you're talking about Lamarckian body adapting things. Coming back it's like, it's cool, it's cool. Back in back in vogue. Back but in, vogue. in what sense? I'm curious. I can't remember. I just read it somewhere. But... <laughs> no, Everyone's really into it. But anyone? I, I, I found about... the um the the how it works. The piezoelectricity in bones. I found a little yeah. how it works. It occurs when bone collagen fibers slide against each other. This leads to the accumulation of charges and the generation of a tiny current, which opens up calcium ion channels in bone cells. And this triggers uh, a cascade of signaling pathways that ultimately promote bone formation. So oh, science. I like, I like Thanks, yes, Bates. Yeah. And Thanks. so that's a, another, that's like, is that the main, re- uh, perhaps I'm, I'm, I don't know much about biology or bones specifically (laughs) but i know that when you're in space for for a very long time you you decrease your bone density yes yes and is this perhaps is this a factor in that because you are not compressing them and it's not generating those currents quite possibly oh we're back in the speaking you're playing us out you're playing us out there (laughs) that's all your time for folks we'll see you on the other side of the break (laughs) i guess we're taking a break people We'll be back in five minutes with some actual TNT stuff. Thank you, Ali, for the TNT brief to this week. We have survived the break. We are back. Um, and it's time uh, for the Dungeons and Dragons part of, of the episode, episode 25 of our campaign. Believe it or not. Everyone, Whoa. my gosh. Um, so we're going to go around tell you uh, who we're playing, um, uh, and then and then dive in. Um, so I will go first. Um, I am playing Tenebris. Um, I've got some sorcerer spells. I've got some drow stats. But what is she really? Um, she's she her pronouns, and she kind of looks like this because I'm cosplaying my character. Um, and she just gets headaches a lot and complains a lot. Aww be honest but they've all had a nice nap now so hopefully she'll be feeling a little bit better yeah uh emily hello i'm emily i play infinite sky 6000 who is a robot druid droid terraforming druid whatever we want to call her uh she's a she they pronouns and she you know is kind of a bit bit confused at the moment actually lots of stuff being Lawish, plotish stuff dropped on her head potentially, <laughs> but maybe not. Who knows? Really, she doesn't. So, Simon. Hello, I'm Simon, and I'm playing Uriel. He uses he/they pronouns. Uriel is a, a, fi- a reskin of a fi- fifth edition dwarf monk. In our universe, is a cybernetically enhanced human and is uh, more machine now than man. Um, actually, you know, they, they wish that was the case. Yeah, it's kind of gonna say. <laughs> kind of still more man than machine, but whatever. Man, shoot. Whatever that means. And uh, it's going to be recovering from a headache. Oh, oh no, wait, actually, we had our alcohol... Um, Left the restoration. Alcohol. We got, we got, yeah. yeah, you got rid of that. I used my t- second level baby. spells on you guys. 
And that is the we last of done... our players, but we also have the Fate Weaver himself. The Fate Weaver. I am the Fate Weaver. I'm here to bind the ties of the different threads of people's fates into a beautiful single whole from which you will emerge changed and yet not. Oh. Roll Phil. Roll Phil. Wow, that was excellent. So, where were we? You, the party, were looking to get off world. Yeah, that's you. All of us. Hey, that's us. Hey, yeah, guys, that's us. guys. Oh my god. Wait, I know us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I know Derailed. us. Derailed already. Sorry, Ali. Sorry, you carry on. Intro. We're really sorry. We'll be good. You better be. Uh, you're looking to get off world um, to go and investigate uh, certain clues that have been dropped, maybe to find your way to your homes. Lots of different reasons. But a strange phenomenon has caused the whole planet of Braxigantu to be put into a sort of lockdown. Uh, the alliance has tightened the borders, <laughs> has tightened the ability to leave this world. And you are all looking for a way off. So, in order to exit, you have found an underground group willing to take you uh, off planet. They are called the Undertow. But the trip is going to cost you 3,000 gold pieces, which you do not have. So, you've taken a job with Obadiah Hogg. Not that he sounds like that. Um, who is the chief of security for Delphine Lebrun, uh, an important, powerful person here in the city of Lansdowne Port, where you find yourselves. You found Obadiah Hogg uh, in this exciting, uh, noisy, musical, ramshackle bar called The Horn, and he took you on and told you to be at the Lebrun compound in Newtown by midnight of sixth day. So you wake on the morning of fifth day after a deep sleep and unsettled dreams. You wake looking up to see the roof of your room a little bit mossy uh, clearly hasn't been cleaned for a long time. Around you, it's strangely silent. Uh, almost all of the the noise and all the uh, musical hullabaloo from last night is gone. And you are lying on your beds, uncomfortable, sagging, damp, except for Infinity, who is face forward on the floor, slowly rebooting and coming back to consciousness. What would you like to do? <clears throat> so just so that we're all clear, we've got two days effectively. And then what we need to do, we are contracted. Well, not contracted. What we are going to be doing is on the evening of that second day, correct? Midnight on the 6th. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, morning. Oh, morning. How is everybody? 
I feel like I got off lightly. I mean, I did use quite, you know, quite a high level spell, uh, my, uh, the energy resources. Very useful. You're welcome. What were we doing yesterday again? We we went to, well, we did quite a lot yesterday. We, yesterday we arrived here. I went into the internet. Um, we had some food. We went to a bar and met the person with the weird face. Then we came here to the horn and we watched some of the music with um, your friend, Zachariah. And uh, you ran away. And then we went to bed. Yeah, I mostly remember that. I think I remember that. Oh, we woke yeah. up on a boat. It was, it was quite a long time ago. We went on yeah, a boat. No, I remember that bit. Yeah. Okay. No, I remember that bit. Last night I was like, uh, I didn't think I could remember. But now that you've told me, I remember all of that perfectly. Great. We we also got a job. We 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 yes. we, we got an Obadiah person. We, we we got some job, right? We got We've another well. job. And we are was... so good at getting jobs. Exactly oh, the amount we needed. I thought I was dreaming when that happened. That is. Oh, okay, good. Like we everywhere we go, people want to hire us because we are so employable. We haven't nice? really kind of completed any of our tasks successfully. Oh no, we stopped them smuggling. We, we did stop them the smuggling. smuggling. They mm-hmm. exploded. They didn't pay us, smuggling. but we did stop it. <laughs> we did the job. Yes. Um, yes. Maybe we'll get paid for this one. That would be nice. Um, that would be nice. Okay, so do we need to get anything in advance of this job? Like, you know, we had that thing. Do you remember <gasps> um, Do you remember Chortle gave us that, you know, the, the sort of health gun what did the we nanites. call it in the end? The nanites, yes. Um, which maybe we could go see if there are any of those around. Well, to be honest, if we're going to be taking part in like a security detail, then there's probably other things that we could get that would, you know, keep us alive. Like in case we get attacked by wolves again, because like yeah. that was really scary that one time. Wolf-proof like right. vest would be would yeah. be pretty good. And I like have... secret Sorry, hidden hats, so no one can see us. I actually wouldn't mind going and finding the, I think it was called the scab yard. Is that right? What is that? Fate tweeter, or is that the right word? Scab yard? Scav yard? Scav yard. I wouldn't mind going and finding... Scav scav market. Scav market. The the, the scav market. uh, Someone said that they might be able to see if something's wrong with me there. What is wrong with you? Well, I, I can feel things. I've never felt things before. Yeah, we should get that looked at. That's not. I'm slightly concerned. I might have a virus. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. We will get you doctored up. Great. We'll, we'll do that. We'll see what we can get. It'll make our jobs easier. We could even get some weaponry. We're going to be defending yeah. something from other people. We haven't really got anything to do that apart from, you know, arm. I hold up my arm as well. Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. Absolutely. Most um, of us are armed. We all have arms, Yuri. Oh well, most of us have useful arms. Okay. Never I don't, kind of useful. I don't really want to <laughs> She be says like, dismissively. You know, the kind of person who like people look at and they think, oh, that person could hurt me. Like, I don't really want to do that. Well but then you don't you don't have to. I won't, maybe I won't do that part. You've got your friends, so. Well like no, but I don't want to do that either, because then Oh. Well then what do you want to do? How are you going to help? Uh well, if if wolves attack you and they're going to eat you i'll ask someone nearby please help okay yes that seems that seems useful you can use your friends to really make them do it as well 
Could you? No. She just said she didn't want to do that to you. No, that would be bad, and then, then they would know, and then they would hate. I don't me. think if, they're that bad. If um, if we were being like, you know, if we were on the ground, like, ah, uh, and there was a wolf like here, like would you, before. Yeah, yeah well, would okay, you be able no, to well, use your friends? Could you? Could you tell the as wolves? As long as to no do one things? was looking, then yeah, it's fine. If there are other people there, then no. Then you'd let us die. Okay. No. Uh, so if we're being mauled on the ground, we've got to go. Everybody, please turn around. Because yes. our friends just got to do something really No quick. one look at Tenebris. And then, yes. Yeah. But if we're dead, we can't really say that. Oh, dear. I don't even know if I can die. I think I just sort of turn off and don't turn back on again. That's dying. That's is what it? that is. Yes. Doesn't feel the same. Well, you are alive now. Well, am I? What does are it mean you? to be alive? Oh, it's too early in the morning for Yes, this. it is. Okay, let's go get some breakfast. Let's do I don't really shopping. need it, but maybe you two do. Maybe yeah. I'll get like a stick or something, and then if mm -hmm. any wolves come, I'll hit them with a stick. Like that's it'll be a, really big. I'll buy the biggest stick. A big I can stick. Find. Yeah. Okay. Like a big metal right. sharpened stick. And then and then maybe we go shopping or to the scavyard market. Okay. Okay. Sounds good to me. So, um, anybody for breakfast? I assume this place does food. Yeah. It seems to do everything. Let's see. We go do. down into the sort of main and area. Try and have breakfast yesterday. We bring the key card with us. We don't do that thing where we leave the key card in the room. We go to walk out the door, realize we don't have it, then we go back. <laughs> this is why those things that hold the card in order for you to turn the lights on are so yeah, good. good. So good. good. So good. Yeah. Unless they and give you, you two of them. <clears throat> oh, well. You just manage to catch the door before it closes behind you and locks and get the key. No, card no, 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 no. <laughs> Come out of the room. Just walk down the corridor that you came down last night. Uh, some of you a bit the worse for the wear. Uh, it smells musty. There's a little bit of odor of dried vomit, and um, you can hear from some rooms muffled voices. Um, the Teletubbies are staying in the, the hotel, and from other rooms of. Uh, as a staff uh, leader. Someone in scuba gear having a great time. Oh, a scuba gear guy! I forgot Kinky about scuba, scuba gear guy. It's yeah. like Jay at the start of the Inbetweeners movie. <laughs> you make it down the corridor. Um, the floor underfoot feels a little bit spongy in places. Um, you look down, you see that the wood itself is moldy and uh, has starting to almost come away in bits of it, revealing parts of the the metallic uh, scaffold beneath it. You exit out into the main bar area, and the first thing that hits you is uh, the smell of dried booze drying on all the surfaces. There's sweat, a tang of sweat in there as well, and um, you can see that it's completely deserted. Uh, there's only a few lights on. Uh, and there's no daylight coming in. There doesn't appear to be any windows, so it's just a few red lights illuminating the floor. Uh, just over uh, in the corner, up one level, you can see uh, the silhouette of someone just mopping very slowly. Don't think there is breakfast here. Hey, well, I'm not. That, I'm not hungry at all. Would you like a good berry? I could do that. Let's go out and look. Maybe we'll pass somewhere that sells really nice smelling mushrooms it's something. nothing against okay. the good berries it's just that you know you like nice to have something different okay understood 
Because when you came here, you said you only like nutrient paste before. Well, yeah, so I'm you're sort changing. of secretly, I'm low key hoping that there's nutrient paste. It's just, oh, it's I see. Okay. It's what I'm used to. Good berries kind of like nutrient paste. It's a flavor like nutrient paste. We head out on the door that we came it's in. It's like British people. We, we, we want we make our, our shit way food abroad. Towards the market. We are. You pick your way out of the door um, over broken bottles, glasses that have been left aside. Um, Uriel, you catch sight on the stage just before you leave a pair of lonely boxes just lying <laughs> in front of one of the speakers and you push the doors open and step out into the street. You emerge into the harsh light and the heat hits you like a brick to the face. You can smell the salt of the sea air uh, drifting down the uh, on the air through the sidewalks. Um, you're looking down, you can see that the sidewalks themselves are made of driftwood, and they too were uh, soft in the oppressive humidity that lies on the town of Lansdowne Port now. Um, the sun isn't too far risen in the sky. Um, and you can hear the sounds of the docks drifting in uh, over the air, uh, through the air, over from the sea. And the streets are comparatively empty compared to the way that they were last night. I mean, here and there, you can make out some figures just lounging in the shade of an awning or, or lolling in an open door. Uh, it's oppressively hot, but also seemingly relaxed as we're wandering can i keep a nose out for good smells mm. make a perception check and uh who is leading the way and where are you headed i will lead the way you have um, will. an idea of where i was we not drunk last, last night, night when we were walking through yes. last night um and i am trying to find the scav market which, I, has anyone told me where that is? Would uh, I know? No. No, not yet. Cool, I'll ask someone. Just for brevity. <laughs> Hello, where's the scab market, please? Uh, you see a short figure uh, sat or squatted on the floor, uh, playing with two pieces of rope, tying them up together, retying them, uh, and they have a little bag. Which... Are they a child? Uh, no. Okay. no. Um, they're about uh, it's sort of young, young adult. Okay. Uh, they look up to you. Uh, Hello. I would like uh, to find the scab market. Me and my friends. Oh, the the scab market? Yes. Oh, for sure. Uh, you just follow the coast around. Uh, you'll see it. Uh, turn difficult to miss. Okay, brilliant. Uh, what does it look like? <laughs> oh, scab market. It, it surely looks like a, a boat. A big old boat. Great. I know what they look like. Perfect. Thank you. Have a good day. You're truly welcome. Goodbye. And they go back to playing with their marbles. I'll follow the coast round and try and guide us towards a big boat. Do we My pass nose. anywhere that is doing breakfast on the way? My nose uh, rolled a 21 for detect oh, breakfast. Detect yeah. breakfast. <laughs> I cast detect that. <laughs> uh, walking through the streets, um, passing over these little rope bridges which connect the different uh, areas of this town. Um, you can see now that the tide has come in, so the water is a little bit closer uh, to your feet where you're walking is covering the stilts that hold up these buildings. Um, 
as you get closer to the docks, you start to pass more people, and Tenebris, you scent the smell of pancakes on the air. I am sensing something. I'm detecting. My nose is oh. detecting people's. Yeah, what is that smell? It's awful. Yeah, I quite like it. As you follow your nose um, through the back streets, uh, you push your way past mounds of garbage, um, past uh, what looks like broken bits of old robot and machine all piled up in the corners. Um, so you can see that there are figures picking through, that they look, uh, they're wearing kind of torn and uh, dirty clothes, just rummaging through these piles of old uh, rust and, and detritus. Um, as you wend your way past them, suddenly uh, from around a corner, boom, you see the sea. <coughs> Seagulls floating on the thermals. Uh, and next to the shore, you see a stand uh, with a grill and uh, a woman cooking over it. Uh, and that's where you see the pancakes. We must go to this place right now and I zoom over. Ah. Uh, um, how may I help you? Uh, hello, I would like to buy your finest breakfast, please. Or like a reasonably priced one, please. Everything here is reasonably priced because the quality is reasonably good. <laughs> <laughs> Someone put that on a sign. <laughs> I no joke. I was in Malta for a choir tour, and there was a place we went to for breakfast that described their food as wholesome and adequate. Adequate, yes. <laughs> they were like, you know what you're getting at this place. I am here for it. Uh, Infinity, would you like to try some pancake? Oh, if that's okay. I do need nutrients of some form. Some I imagine you took off and we'd have Excellent. to like run off behind you. Infinity, infinity, okay. Hmm? And Uriel, would you like also pancake? <laughs> do you have any nutrient paste? <sighs> uh, you look to, to the woman, you can see that she's wearing uh, dungarees, overalls, she's got thick workman's boots on. Um, and uh, short cropped hair, so almost shaven. And she looks up at you as she's uh, just ladling some of this uh, pancake mix onto the pan. You, you could have the mix, I suppose. <laughs> I do like, uh, pr like a protein pancake, but a nutrient paste pancake. <laughs> it's a protein uh, is it supposed to be like that, with like, like flat and, and, and crispy? I suppose you could think of this as as a as a as a shaped paste yeah i mean i'll have okay. one please excellent uh three shaped pastes and that'll run you two silver a piece at six silver okay but i i want more can i come back to have more in a sec in fact can i just order that now more now can i have three please yourself you may indeed yes. three for your good self and two just extra for, for excellent i just uh, really, that'll be really want a lot of pancakes one gold and would you like some fish sauce to go with it yeah whatever you have to go with it yes yes I, i'll try that too wow. emily throws up in her mouth <laughs> uriel's definitely but I'll, I'll just stick with the flattened paste please well this sensible uriel you cannot cope with strong tastes i will try the sauce very well uh you're missing out sir if i may say so but for the uh, both Shamani, of you, are you getting that or am i'm I getting, getting that one gold i'm getting it don't worry my treat. Thanks. Thanks, money people. <laughs> I love not having money. This is so great. <laughs> uh, 
the woman pours out this paste into the pan uh, and lovingly sort of swirls it around the inside of the pan to get it uh, the texture completely smooth and uh, just starts just swooshing it around the inside of the pan as she's doing that in one hand in the other hand she reaches below uh, the skillet and she pulls out uh, two little pots Um, she shakes both of them up and she mixes them together in a little um, pouring jug she sniffs it. <clears throat> That's good. Uh, she looked like she was in right. pain when she sniffed that. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a, uh, uh, no, no pain at all. It's simply a, a pungent set. Uh, exactly right for your morning pancake. It's going to wake you up. Set you on your day. Right. Uh, she flips. Flips. And you have three pancakes for all of you, all piled up in a piece of polystyrene. Um, uh, carrier. So At this point, she ladles this paste on top of uh, your pancakes, and just before it hits the bottom one, she goes, "Oh, terrible!" Sorry, she whips it out, hands it to you, Uriel. Thank you. <laughs> My golly, Thank you. golly, gosh! Um, nom, 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 nom. Oh, let's nom. see. What does Uriel think of it? I think Infinity just sort of folds it up and just places <laughs> it in her mouth, and then shuts her mouth again. <laughs> You rolled a two on the old taste test there, so... Uh... <laughs> You've made this up yourself. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I genuinely don't know how you would respond to this, so I thought I'd roll for it. Uh, no. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, thank you very much. You, you would... She could roll performance on it to see how well she made it. Oh, she is practiced enough to be able to make it the same every time. That is a performance solid 13. <laughs> That's where it's at. Oh, I quite like this. I wasn't I expecting it. fish with the sweet, but but it's nice. Infinity, you especially, uh, what you're getting is the complicated organic molecules that you get from fish and shellfish mixed in with the sheer energy uh, that you would get from a huge amount of carbohydrates just crushed into a yes. paste. Lovely. Um, quick, quick bookkeeping question. Did we pay for two nights at the um, room? I was very drunk. Did not I think ask we only me paid these questions. One. We only paid for one, but we yeah. didn't check out. No. Oh. oh. Do we have to check out, Ali, every time we go somewhere? We don't have any belongings. Yeah, we just have any belongings. We've still got the card. We didn't drop the little key card through the the, polis- the little plastic box. <laughs> I assume that if you weren't planning on coming back, you would have dropped the key card on okay. the bar or somewhere. Wasn't sure. Right. But cool. you paid for it, so. Cool. We paid we have to come back because we've got to stay. No, you paid for well. just the one. Right. Well, we'll nowhere to sleep. Just tonight, wanted to so. double check. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, well, that, that was lovely. Should we keep going? Because I was yeah, kind as, of uh, leading. Uh, eating as we're walking. Yeah. So good. So good. Yes, you pancakes. Move <laughs> ac- uh, along the dockside. Uh, looking out into the sea, you see the sun playing across the ripples of the waves. You can see the shadows of tankers in the distance moving uh, across the sea. And you can see uh, the piers themselves stretching out into the distance. Small ships, small craft uh, tying up. And then the huge crab-like legs occasionally moving very slowly, keeping the piers themselves moving laterally. As you move along this waterfront, a long shadow falls in front of you. You look up to see the metal hull of one of these giant ships rising 
out of the clustered buildings around it. It looks like an old container vessel that's run aground on the mud banks. And around it, all these buildings have been thrown up, rickety, uh, made of all different materials, much of it scavenged. Uh, and you can feel a palpable hubbub around it, that there's more people on the streets, there's people talking, chatting, you're hearing snatches of conversation, people talking about uh, the upcoming festival, other people talking about uh, what's been going on with the, the crackdown of with the water watch that they've been, uh, they've been on the streets a lot more, all these snatches of conversation you hear. As you get closer in the shadow of this giant vessel, you can see uh, a kind of hodgepodge gantry built up the side of it. Um, so this rises maybe five, six stories up into the air, uh, and you can see figures on this gantry uh, moving up and down these kind of rickety walkways and operating these janky-looking cranes, sort of shifting crates up and various kind of uh, cylinders full of, uh, well, you, you don't know what, some sealed, some marked with toxic signs on them, um, all being moved up. You can hear shouts, you hear occasionally, bang, 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 things being dropped. Um, and above all of that, you hear <coughs> the cries of seagulls, uh, black shadows circling uh, above a set of cranes perched on the upper levels of the scaffold. I love, I still want somebody to do an Ali Jennings compilation of sound effects. I'm waiting for this to happen because fuck me, Ali, it's so good. <laughs> you have an editor now, Simon. <laughs> Put that oh, money to use. <laughs> Yeah, Luke, I want you to look through these 50 hours of content and just isolate. <laughs> Do you think it's only 50? Uh, how it was, 20, yeah. it was 25, 25 episodes. Yeah, but we used to do two episodes. We used oh, to, yeah. It's 25 of the actual episodes. It's a year in June. So I'm not going to subject Luke to that. <laughs> wow. Uh, right, someone okay. else do it. <laughs> yeah, somebody else in the community. Have a great time doing it. Uh, Tenebris is ignoring the big boat and just walking along eating pancakes. Let, okay, well, I think this is it. The big, is boat it? Is, the big boat is blocking your pathway. It is as though oh. it has been jammed into oh, wow. the town itself, right? And the town has built up around this it. It's like a massive metal wall that rises up in the road in front of can, you. Can Uriel have a look at, uh, and see what you can work out about the boat? Uh, yeah, roll a perception check. As in, what you're, are you are you trying to just sort of notice stuff about the boat or work out what the boat was for? Or Yeah, like sort of, you know, from its construction, what was this once? You know, how was it put together? Okay, that well, kind of make it an investigation check. That is a... Ba -ba 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 11. From the outside, um, you can see that uh, the shape of the vessel appears to be quite low-sided compared, um, compared to its width. And it seems to have a fairly shallow draft. Obviously, it looks massive here, but compared to some of the ships that you've seen out in the bay, um, it doesn't look too different. And you can see a kind of squat uh, controlled deck um, just poking its head out of the top of, um, over the top of the, the rim, the, the railings of the ship. So you get the sense that this was probably a, a cargo tanker of some sort. Okay. Right, 
Um, is there an obvious entrance? We'll go in. You see people moving uh, in and out of this sort of gantry that's been built up the side. So this is kind of like a, a scaffold, but also with makeshift kind of floors and decks. And as you approach it, you see that there are holes, big gaping black dark holes that have been cut into the side of this vessel. And from within the holes, you can occasionally see the flickering sparks in the darkness. Shall we? Well, I mean, not going to get anything accomplished out here. It looks nice and dark out in there. I think it looks lovely. Right. Off we go. We go in. In a hole. You push your way uh, through the crowds of people. Some of them sailors, but a lot more of them are kind of shorter. The halfling um, people that you've met before are various different kinds. They talk amongst themselves. They're sort of shouting. They seem to be very businesslike. You see lots of people um, wearing tough um, mechanical engineering gear, like uh, hard boots, some with visors, um, with kind of thick protective jackets on. You see different kinds of tools bang, 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 on the belts of different people. You occasionally hear the <coughs> of a blowtorch starting up. And on the gantry, you can see that you could enter at three different levels all the way up the side of the ship. Um, I, I don't know. Should we just go in the first one? Yes. Well, on the ground floor. Yeah. Um, you can see there's a there's a wooden platform that's been constructed that allows you to step straight from um, what is the the road of the city into the boat itself. You step inside. It's a cavernous metal chamber. It takes your eyes a second to get used to the light, but in here. Uh, you suddenly, as your eyes adjust to the gloom, the gloaming, you start to make out lots of individual lights, um, low-hanging lights, uh, some sparks and bits of flame from various different parts of uh, the room. And there are stalls set up uh, along the walls of this room, moving down towards the centre of this ship. And it, when you turn your head and look right, you see that this one massive room goes the whole length of the ship and throughout are these stalls set up in a kind of market like a souk or a bazaar. And inside you can hear the shouting of voices. Yes, we've got two of those, two of those for you, mate. Yeah, well, you know what? We brought all these down from the Boa River. They ain't gotta go much last much longer. You gotta get them now, you gotta get them now. Uh, mixing and clamoring in the air. And at the very end, um, you can see what looks like the shape of a huge engine, like rusted in place, but still shuddering and vibrating. Uh, and occasionally uh, the whole of the deck that you're standing on seems to <laughs> shudder. Okay, well, what are we looking for, I guess? That's well, nanite. Look for different things. Yes. Well, I would like to try and find a mechanic to see if there's anyone who's an expert in, in you androids. You look for a robot doctor. Uriel, mm -hmm. you look... What would you like to look for, Uriel? I quite like to be able to punch people from far away and sort of, How you know... How do you do that? Well, you know, like with a weapon of some kind. Like, oh, I don't okay. know what kind of rifles look, or anything they got here. You look for weapons and I will look for a long stick. That sounds Uriel, like a weapon. didn't you say you could fire at people from 30 feet away like you did in that bar? 
Yeah, but it isn't very effective. When you shot that teenager. Yeah, uh, yes, that is a thing that happened. They were fine. So I'd forgotten about that. Why did that happen? Well, he asked me to see, you know, what I could do with my arms, so I showed him. Them, but that seemed like a weird thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then no one, everyone was like, "I'm not freak out," but then they didn't. Freak well, I he out. I healed, I healed the the teenager. Uh, teenage. That was weird, Uriel. You're not really supposed to do that. Like, well, he wanted a they, they wanted a demonstration, sorry, of what the arm could do. Yes, but the teenage didn't. Yeah, like you, 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 you hurt someone. Why is that a problem? People will be scared of you, Uriel. They That's will a big say, problem, "Don't Uriel. go near Uriel." They hurt people. They're horrible. They're scary. They're gonna get you. Nobody be friends with them. That's what they will say. But well, we don't know, need it's, to it's, have friends here to accomplish what we're here to do. I would say it's not so much about what other people will say, but more about the fact that you would hurt someone who's alive. Also, yeah. Infinity doesn't like it, Uriel. Well, if Infinity doesn't like it, I will ask Infinity the next time something like this happens. Yeah, that would be good, actually. System of morality. We're just teaching Uriel that morality is what Infinity likes. He's a, he's a tech bro. That's, does, that's the does Infinity this like it? Bad. If Uriel oh, buys boy. Twitter, we're all screwed. <laughs> Okay, uh, shall we meet back here in in like oh, an amount of time? Wasn't somebody mm -hmm. supposed to look for nanites as well? What it, look, a, oh. a big stick sounds like a weapon. Why don't I go and look for that as well for you? And okay. then you go and look for nanites. Yes, I will look for nanite good. injections. Okay, this is great. Okay, meet you back here after the time that it takes you to buy things and then just wait around here. Right, so go and buy things. Once you're done, come back here. Exactly yeah. here. Great. Yeah, I'm looking. Okay, don't get lost. So who uh is looking for what are you splitting it three yeah. ways completely okay. splitting the party as much as you could splitting possible the split party. the party we're doing three it three-way split oh yeah let's start with tenebris what are you looking for i like it so much it's dark in here i am looking for okay so i'm looking on all the stalls and i'm looking for stalls that look like medically did turtles medical like shed have like a, a sign outside like this is a medical shed uh you saw that uh chortle shed did have uh no the shed didn't but chortle herself snakes. had she had, the snake she had a thing, didn't she yeah she had a snake tattoo i'm looking um, for snakes on posters and i'm also looking on the on the stalls themselves to see like any any you know nanite injection things that look vaguely like what Chortle gave us that one time. Roll an investigation check. Okay. As you wander through these um, stalls, it's got a strange feeling because many of the stalls are actually quite low and you can almost see over the tops of their kind of hanging uh, cloth roofs that they often have. Um, and so you're looking out over this strange um, sort of see of these different roofs and different stalls. What, what did you roll? I rolled an entire ten. As you look through uh, and you wander down these aisles towards the humming, throbbing, kind of massive engine that you see in front of you, um, the light from the uh, hanging bulbs is just swaying ever so softly um, and making things, throwing shadows here and there, which doesn't bother you at all. But looking over the surface of the different um, stalls that are set out, the different crates that have been opened as people pour over them, talking to each other, what you see are more general items. You see lots of 
food. You see various bits of scrap and salvage. You see some wholesale, like there's a, it takes you about a minute to walk past this one massive sort of depot where it looks like um, a few of these shorter characters wearing, um, all wearing the same kind of bright uh, mustard yellow jumpsuit and hard hats with these lights all sort of like shone around the floor have been stacking up lots and lots of uh, different materials but nothing that looks medical in nature if there's anything that looks technological i'll ask at the stall you come across um, a stall which is manned by uh, an older woman she's sat uh, on her little stool um just pouring over the results of some kind of uh, piece of equipment so there's some sort of screen she's just looking through uh, and on the bench in front of her for display you can see strange looking pieces of machinery you don't really know what they do excuse me yeah hi do you sell um like nanite injection guns or sprays or anything like that no is there anywhere here that I can buy that from? Next ship. Like a whole nother ship? There's another ship? Yeah. Oh, what's it called? Like, the name of the ship? It's called the next ship. Next ship. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, I, I like your things. Are, are they cool? Oh, they're cool. Uh, do you have an interest in uh, what I have to sell here? I don't really know what they are, but maybe. These are fine pieces of restored salvage to make your fusion engine the greatest and fastest and most reliable of the propulsion systems that you would have access to in this particular quarter of Bags again, too. I don't actually have a fusion engine. Then I'm afraid you're wasting my time. Sorry, sorry, bye, sorry, didn't mean to buy. Like just swiftly walk away, um, and I think I'm just gonna go straight back to the to the meeting place and wait there. Uh, on your way back, you do see that there are cross paths leading you towards the other side of the ship, and on the other side of the ship, you see that there is daylight coming <gasps> through a hole on the other side. Okay, maybe I'll just have a little peek because I'm been so quick, right? Okay, I'm just gonna run across and see. Maybe that's where the next ship is. You stick your head out and uh, you're hit with the blazing sunshine as a, ah! sh as a shaft oh, of light. Mistake! Oh god! <laughs> well, I don't like it. Pierces down. And what you see in front of you is indeed the side of another vessel. This, again, looks like one of these massive tankers, but it's tilted at an angle as though it has come to rest sort of skew whiff on the mud flats beneath you and between the two boats there is a, a wooden uh, uh, a wooden bridge connecting the two with this rope fiber rope connecting it and people bustling their way along it as well and you could see that you could cross this bridge into the next ship i got ages i'm gonna go you cross over into the next boat and you see here you're in a similar um, hold. Uh, this one looks more like a cargo hold. You don't see any kind of uh, engine in there, but you do see racks and racks of different 
of large crates and metallic um, storage containers. And then among them, you see more and more salespeople plying their wares. And you, everything here is at a slant. So the floor itself is about 10 degrees. And there's people who seem to be able to navigate it very well, um, just sort of like chuntling their way around and other people who are not quite so sure slipping and sliding on the kind of the slippery metal there's water dripping from the ceiling in this place it seems to be slightly less well maintained but there are lots of people toing and throwing i'm gonna walk casually and i'm gonna walk with enough interest that i hope that someone will like start talking to me like trying to sell me stuff uh you walk between these containers they tower up above you um and you can see that there's not each container bay is full in fact on the different levels there are different people sat with different wares spread out on the tops of these sort of shipping containers and they have little ladders up and occasionally you hear the shouts of people calling down come Come try our wares. You won't find anything like this. Not north nor south of Lansdowne Port. Nothing like this till you reach Gunker itself. And as you walk through, uh, roll me another perception check. Perception this time? Well, unless you're actively looking for it. I'm definitely actively looking, right? All right, make it an investigation check. I mean, I'm terrible at investigation, but, you know, for the sake of consistency... <laughs> Oh, that's a whole 11 that time. Actively be perceiving, though. <laughs> Investigation is just sort of like actually inspecting, right? So technically you could get away with perception, she says, trying to increase Nefis' score. Inspect her perception. It's either 11 or 14. So. Uh, moving between this sort of forest of container vessels um around you is the echoing of different footsteps and things heavy things being carried around you um and as you go further and deeper uh, on this floor um you see a flickering neon sign of uh what looks like uh, a snake climbing up a ladder up towards the ceiling. Ladder, snake, and ladder, yes! I will go over. Um, is there well, a... snake's not. <laughs> is there a ladder like, next to a container? There is, but this ladder doesn't um, go up one of the containers. It, in fact, goes all the way up <gasps> into the ceiling, all four Gosh. stories up. Spirals. Ceiling ladder. It's not a spiral. It is oh, a straight ladder, Whoa. but the snake, it, the neon snake itself, is God, yeah. weaving its way oh, around cool, this ladder. Cool, cool, cool. Very oh cool. Okay, I take a big breath and I start climbing. Okay. As you climb up and up, you uh, look down for a second and you can feel your your grip almost weakening a bit in fear as you look down and see beneath you scurrying around like uh, an anthill full of figures moving and shouting and carrying things, sacks and parcels and things on uh, uh, wooden beams carried between two people. You hear the of the sounds uh, echoing around this huge chamber. Uh, in the distance, you hear some sort of... Um, forklift truck starts to move one of these uh, large shipping containers um, I think Tenebris is just gonna like like just pause for a moment with that slight vertigo and just remember a, a time 
that she fell at home and then just like just sort of reach out and sense just with her mind all of her friends just around and on and just kind of take a deep breath and then keep climbing again reaching out to your friends um, you feel the taste of rusty metal um, you smell the scent of smoke in the air and you hear just for a second the thoughts of some of the people below you as you push on up and poking your head out of a porthole above you um, you appear somewhere uh, which seems much cleaner the walls are white um, there are thin corridors and you can see uh, rooms on each side stretched uh, in front of you it looks like you've come from the storage section from the cargo hold up into the crew quarters of a different part of the ship Presumably this is not an A&E department. Like, if you have to be well enough to get up You're that ladder flights. in yeah. order to, <laughs> in order to get to the hospital. <laughs> and up that ladder, you also get uh, first that smell of surgical cleanliness, um, of disinfectant, and occasionally whiffs of strange herbs and spices on the air. This is great. This is good. Okay, I'm going to go around and I'm going to look again for like guns of the same sort of model um, injections that we found that we had before. Um, you look into the doors. As you pass the doors, you see different. Um, each of the rooms has been taken over and turned into some sort of small kind of shop. So you could walk in and it's very tight. It's. Um, it's the, a, a tiny sort of sleeping uh, cabin that could sleep two people in two bunks oh. just about and with a mirror in the corner um but it's been everything's been stacked up on all the bunks and as you look into each one you see different people there in one one you see uh, a much uh, a, a very tall um stooped figure again bald and as they turn they're concentrating very hard on arranging some kind of piece of equipment in front of them uh, and you can just see protruding out of their mouth uh, the same elongated canines that you saw um, when you were talking to Obadiah Hogg you pass uh, another room and another and until eventually uh, you see in one of the rooms a table and on it are laid out guns of the same sort of injection needles hype that you saw um, with Chortle and sat on one of the bunks um, with a, a half dismembered one of these guns cleaning out uh, what looks to be uh, the injection cylinder uh, you see a younger woman uh, maybe about early 20s um, a shock of ginger hair um, all scraped back uh, and coming down over their shoulders um, they have a, a fully mechanized right side of their body uh, stretching all the way up uh, to their collarbone you can see the place where metal pins have been put in to attach um, their rib cage to the metal bones themselves uh, you can see the metallic arm is actually uh, holding the gun they're working on in place and has also attached itself to the metal frame of the bed to provide extra stability and um, also uh, 
a kind of viewing goggle apparatus has been pulled down over this uh, woman's left eye as she examines this piece of kit. And we'll leave you there and come to infinity. Right. Um, yes, uh, I will go. Does it look like there are people with lots of robot parts on the bottom floor? Uh, make an investigation check. Eleven. <laughs> um, you walk in a different direction from Tenebris, again, uh, down another one of these kind of short alleys, these squat alleys, and with people moving either side of you. And again, you don't see the kind of detailed, uh, complicated uh, engineering that you're looking for. Mm. Um, what they're dealing in here is much more kind of bulk parts and bits for much larger engines. Right. Um, I will just go over to someone who looks like they have vaguely got a stand with some form of mechanical parts of any any kind on. And, uh, excuse me. Uh, hi. Hello. Oh, oh hi. Hi. Uh, oh, well, oh. Uh... Uh, wow. Uh, uh. What? Oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, nothing. Uh, hey. Oh, uh, wow. Hey. Uh, Hello. Are you, uh, can I'm... I? Can I? You? Yes. You interested? Um. It, no. No. Not in what you have. Um. Oh. But. Uh. I was just wondering. Do you happen to know if there would be someone here who might be able to uh, take a look at me and see if something's wrong? Uh. Uh. Well. I. I would be very happy to. Oh. Uh. Uh, lend my services in this occasion. Um, you, you're talking to uh, a slightly shorter uh, character. Um, they pull themselves up, and uh, although they're wearing beaten up old clothes, stained, and you can see that they're covered in bits of oil and, and various kind of spray matter, and, and there's a big old scar that looks like it's come from um, a kind of a crane hook that's just uh, running through the top of their head. Oh. Sort of, uh, so even that they've got a kind of dent in their skull, Oh. They pull themselves up and um, uh, adjust their hair, pulling it over the scar itself. Mm. Uh, yes, well, I can definitely take a look at you. That's what you're, you're asking. Great. Right? Do, you, do you know what kind of model I am? Uh, oh. No. And then you okay. see their shoulders droop. Oh. Don't you know, I, don't awe him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should know. I am so sorry. I I have led you astray. Oh. I I cannot provide the service you seek. Oh, that that's okay. I, I oh. don't mind. Oh, However, were you to oh. go to the uh, would make your way to the c command deck, uh, full a uh, full four stories up, full oh, flights right. through okay. the quarters up to the top. I, you might find what you're looking for. I believe that they use some of the older equipment up there to uh, examine those uh, droids and uh, such as yourself. Uh, 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 yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. You've been very helpful. What's your name? Uh, my name is Renly. Renly. It's lovely to meet you, Renly. I'm Infinite Sky 6000. She goes to Might say I her know your number. serial number as well. Oh, yes. I mean, seeing as you, do you actually really want to know? Uh, it would be my armor. Oh, yes. Um, it's 869197261530ML. I might, I, might I call you sometime? 
I don't, how would you do that? Using your serial number. Oh, is that what, is that what that does? Um, <laughs> yes, I mean, that, yes, that would be lovely, Renly. I, I look forward to chatting. I, well, thank you so much. Uh, what do you do, Renly? I'm a hauler. I'm a hauler. A hauler. I help. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. I, I oh. help Mr. Zink uh, with his, right. his uh, bringing to and fro with the, the uh, well, the zinc mainly and other precious That makes sense. Did, was he born into the job? Just the name seems, you know. You know, I've never thought to ask. Right, it's not a nickname or anything. Ah. You know, it just seemed so uh, appropriate. I... Infinity's well, it... sky is slowly like changing to clouds as she's getting more and more wanting to leave the situation. But it started oh. off. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe I could ask him if you'll stay here. Could. Just oh, a moment. no, I don't think. No, I don't need to. It's fine. Thank you, though. Thank you for your help. Have a have a great day. Uh, thank you for You're welcome. brightening my day what i do okay right and uh <laughs> she will leave very quickly and uh try and go up to the commander his shot is shot you know you gotta give him credit, you gotta give him credit. yeah uh you, well you move you move towards uh, the back of the deck it doesn't it doesn't take too long to follow um the various signs that lead you to uh, the gangway that takes you all the way up deck and you can see that uh, although you didn't see where tenebris climbed um, this is something different. It's much more of a kind of ramp that can be moved heavy objects all the way up, and it runs all the way up the back of the ship. Okay. You climb up, you're being uh, trolleys past you, um, people pushing and shoving. Just one up, one up. Uh, and you make your way up, looking out uh, for a second over the kind of uh, the activity going on beneath you. Uh, and then you make your way up into uh, the quarters. Here you see a sort of antiseptic white uh, corridor, but which has been overtaken slowly by uh, mold and moss. And you see uh, little flowers and creepers slowly crawling their way uh, in the corners of the corridors. Oh, you okay. see in the, in the individual rooms, uh, other kinds of, uh, well, actually, as you're walking through, make a perception check. Mm. Oh, that dice is being rude. <coughs> Ten. Uh, walking through, you see objects, strange-looking objects that you've not seen before, and um, that seem complicated. Um, you see uh, an orb with, surrounded by lots of other tiny spheres, going. <coughs> seems to be vibrating very quickly but also mm. contained um, you see others long sort of extended pieces of kit and uh, you see very serious looking people hunched over these various sort of items you pass through uh, until you reach the end of the corridor where you find uh, a steep stairway leading upwards right um, okay I'll, I'll go I'll go on up you climb up and the sunlight hits you through the massive plate windows of the command deck of this vessel. One or two of them are cracked and one of them is even shattered and you can see a bird's nest has been made just in the um, uh, in the metallic girders around the window. Across this deck, you see um, 
all of you see first the first thing you see is a long flat chamber um with two sets of control panels so one bisects the chamber and one is on the very side of it where the the window panels are uh, and you can see that each one has been demarcated like it's it, it looks as though uh it's been quite carefully outlined who gets which section and you can even um, see that there's actually a little argument going on between um, two of people who are uh, two shorter people who are, um, seem to be in some sort of fight over a piece of machinery which sits on the border between their two um, claims, as it were. In one or two of these areas, you see robots. One of them appears to be completely shut down. It's vaguely humanoid in nature, but it has extra arms and it seems to be misshapen. Um, and it's sat on the floor, crouched, hunched over and not moving. On the other side, you see another android a little bit further down the room. Um, very sleek. Uh, it appears to be much thinner than you are, um, but also taller. Uh, and its face is long and thin, and you can see that it has large, almost kind of insect-like eyes um, that shine out, looking out over uh, the rest of the room. And it moves with a kind of odd clockwork-like motion at the moment. And you hear the sound of a kind of mellifluous voice as it converses um, with a, a short, man standing next to it uh, who is has a kind of has an instrument out and appears to be taking various different readings off the surface of this creature excuse me hello uh hello uh, one minute please one oh, minute yes no absolutely that's fine uh you see as the short man works their way around uh, the kneecaps of this long tall um, android uh, you can see that this man is heavily wrinkled um, you can see that their eyebrows huge and bushy uh, and they're wearing uh, a pink waistcoat but over a very rumpled white shirt and their trousers seem to be not as rumpled kind of carefully pressed in fact and they're wearing very highly polished um, brown fake leather shoes uh, and they move around the side of the android. Yes, uh, I, I will be with you in just one second if you'll excuse me. I, yes, just one second. I'll wait a whole second or, or more because. Please do not interrupt me while I'm working. And you hear the mellifluous voice of the android. You know what it is, no? What? what is I it? cannot move. I cannot move. Can't move. Talking to the the man's. I know Infinity's just sort of. <laughs> oh. So we'll we'll leave Infinity there for just a second and come to Uriel. Okay, Uriel, you can do this. It's a market. Everybody walks around markets all the time. <laughs> right. Okay. And he's gonna stride down and look for a place. I mean, he's gonna look for the like a place that has weaponry out basically roll an investigation check God, let's see, show you noobs how this is done <laughs> watch me perceive this oh, shit. double digits let's go 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with an eight. <laughs> a solid eight. I think that's the worst one so far. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Watch uh, me perceive this shit. Again, you see the same as the other two. You've not really managed to... You can't discern anything particularly useful here. Uh, uh, do, do, does Uriel notice that there are other sections to the ship that uh, beyond this this one conventional? Absolutely, unit? you can see the sunlight coming in um, from the other side of the ship uh, where Tenebra is headed off to, and you can also see that there are walkways leading you up to different parts. Rather than talk to someone, Uriel is absolutely just going to go and look for a new area to investigate. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. Uh, you see uh, this gangplank up which uh, you also saw well you you may have seen infinity sky walking um in and you also see this other exit to the other ship which you didn't see to never sleep from um which would you like to go to uh definitely the one that infinity went through you pad your way up this gangplank and you come out into these sterile corridors and you see around you uh people working on strange bits of equipment all sorts of different types of machinery and items, uh, interesting looking things, things which uh, sort of remind you of some of the things which you as a party also have in your possession. Um, is there like, is this like a single person working on one of these things? Yeah, so on either side, as you walk down this corridor, there are bays on either side. Um, where there are different people, lots of different people working on uh, different kind of items. Uh, definitely go up to one of the things that he would, that they would recognize and ask the person that's working on it. Uh, well, well, what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing there, if you don't mind me asking? I am. Uh, I'm working on a piece of uh, equipment that was scavenged uh, out in the uh, swamps uh, bringing it back here we believe maybe fey in nature i'm um, seeing if we can uh, understand what it does uh sorry fey in nature yes yes fey uh this uh, middle-aged gentleman turns towards you uh round face um wearing very very large bottle glasses so you can see really see a sort of enormous eyes in them um uh, they've got uh, quite light clothing on and you can see that they're sweating quite a lot in the heat um, yeah yeah so how much do you know about say they say pushing their glasses up their nose uh, still holding this sort of strange kind of piece of mechanical apparatus oh uh, no nothing I, I was in sort of void fabrication so I really nothing interesting so the fake <clears throat> It's a very strange and interesting uh, place. You see, uh, many people think the Fae starts and ends with the network, but actually the Fae is a much broader uh, realm that encompasses the whole of Maxigantu. And in fact, Fae creatures can be found throughout. They can be found uh, in the various different real spaces that we call, and also in the, the Fae realm, which exists on top of uh, these original uh actual geographical location. So, whereas some people might think that you can only get a fake creature from the network, in fact, they exist everywhere. They're probably in this room right now. Their consciousness moving around looking for something to get into. 
maybe in this real world, or maybe just happy where they are. Um, what I'm doing is trying to reverse engineer one of these pieces of equipment that has been infested, I believe, with the spirit of a fae. Can I have a look at well, what can I can Giriel see what he is what they are working on? Absolutely. Um, you can see that. Would, would you like to take a look? You, uh, you wouldn't happen to be uh, interested in this kind of equipment, would you? Uh, well, I, I'm kind of, you know, engineer by, by, by background. It's just I've not seen this kind of tech before. I, mean, I was curious. Yes, indeed. Uh, this here was once a belt. You know, just a, a simple suspensive belt for using various different kind of... Uh, to work and other such things. I believe that at some stage, someone has infused this belt with not only the spirit of a fate, but much more interestingly, and he, he leans in towards you and puts a kind of conspiratorial hand on your arm. The moment they touches the metal, looks up at you, pushes the pushes the glasses, and you can see a, a big smile suddenly sort of breaks out. Yes, yes, I can see. I'm, I'm talking to someone truly interested. Fantastic, fantastic. Excuse me. And it goes over to the door. Boom. I'm not sure I'm okay um, with this. <laughs> we, can, we can we can talk in uh, maybe with a little more freedom to our tongues. This, I believe, has come from a, partly at least an extraterrestrial. Now, y'all know of the metal face. Y'all know of the metal face people. The metal phase people. Uh, yeah, I know I, the metal phase. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, d d d wait, I might know him by a different name. Give me a brief description. Metal phase. They believe that their salvation, if you will, is found in communion and even uh, sharing the construction with uh, the great ancient entities live beyond the stars, occasionally come here, share their wisdom, you know these things? Uh, it sounds kind of familiar, I've heard about these, I've, you know, it's, it's got some similarities with stuff that I've come across before, but yeah, go, uh, go on. Yeah, 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 he's not really listening to you, you can see that he's sort of basically just completely invested in his own stuff. Well... Obviously, when they come, their civilization obviously are being burnt out so many millennia ago, eons ago, perhaps. So few of them left. It's such a pleasure to see any of them in person that I ever have. They come here imbued with their own particular flavor of technology. And uh, I do believe, though I have never seen one out bread enough, hear say in rumor that they collect a great horde of the various different items and technology which please them. This brings them their power. And they are mighty creatures. You know, they... Uh, <laughs> often they, uh, they take another name. We call them by ancient name. Dragons. Oh, fuck! Um, dragon, dragon, dragon! Drogon! And, and, and what? This is an item that they once had that imbued them with power? This, this, this belt? <laughs> My friend, we would never, uh, ever, I believe, uh, be able to take anything from uh, the heart of such a creature. No, we 
simply look for something that has been imbued with the power of this creature, perhaps by a simple touch or maybe one of its followers, a powerful one has, has taken a maybe a scale from its armor or some such and placed it within this item. If only we knew how to use it, Are then I sure? believe that this item could be a very powerful indeed. Uh, can uh, do, do, maybe I can have a look at it. I've got a different skill set. Maybe I could sort of see what I can. I can have a look at it. I would just like to see it, please, please. I just please. want to touch it. <laughs> uh, roll an arcana check. Oh my god! Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable Let's go, from magic. Uriel. <laughs> oh, it, oh, it's big. He's rolled a three. Oh, no. I thought you were being serious. <laughs> no, I am rolling a dice, Emily Bates. It's never <laughs> going to be in double digits. Bring it to infinity. You uh, put your hand on this belt, um, and you do feel an affinity with it, as though perhaps you know you could use it, and maybe it would enhance the sorts of powers that you already have. But you get no more from that. What does it look like? It is. Uh, so it started off as what looked like a kind of a simple tool carrying belt, a bit like, you know, Batman's belt from the 60s. Yeah. Um, but it has a shimmer to it. You can see that the shimmer is of uh, a very faint coppery kind of color. And that runs across all different parts of the belt that are kind of connected together in uh, in very, in segments that run around it. Um, but on top of that, when you touch it, you see um, very small, what look like needle-like um, appendages, not appendages, so it's a, what looked like tiny needles spring out um, from within the belt, like, and roll an investigation check. I'm not gonna be able to take that one off. <laughs> Come on, baby. Oh, uh, <laughs> investigation! I investigated that to the tune of a synthetic twenty. Let's go. You belt. remember? You see the similarity between these as you look closer and closer at these tiny needles. You can see that they hold a uh, the same kind of connection port that you saw when Infinity connected with the network, as though they could connect to something within you. You're going in the internet, baby. Uh, I mean, this looks like I, I, I think I recognise bits of this. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, you know, I, I didn't come here looking for this, but I'm actually in the market for for a new tool belt, and um, this this you know this is this is you know we're the same kind of people. We're into this tech. This looks like something I could use and also kind of you know learn something from. I, if, if you're willing to part with it, I would um, I'd love to 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 buy this off of you. <sighs> oh 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 oh, Horace, you knew this day would come. I might be willing to give this to the appropriate buyer, but I could go no less than 1,000 gold pieces. 1,000 gold pieces, is it? Well, that's, um, that's quite substantial. 
Um, let me think. Would you... He's going to rummage around in his... I can't remember. Let me look at my own artwork. <laughs> I think we've decided have... you did have pockets. I think we do have pockets yeah. in there somewhere. It has um... pockets. <laughs> yeah, thanks. pockets. He'll rummage around and find the one sapphire that he held back from when we bartered. And be well. Um, I actually happen to come across this up in the up in the mountains. Uh, would this be something of interest to you? Oh, most interesting indeed. Takes it out, holds it in front of him. Why does everyone have glasses. one of those things? <laughs> Let's stand at this, you think, if you're going to be working on something like this. Yeah, what do we? Buy one of them. <laughs> holds it up to the light. Takes it over to a strong fluorescent tube. Turns up the brightness on the tube. It's almost blinding. Holding it, looking straight in. Turns down the brightness, comes back to you, hands it back to you. It's sad, uh, you know. It's cute. This this ain't worth more than you know fifty, maybe fifty-five. Liar! Get him, Muriel. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know if that's true or not, but I doubt. I, I hate it. How? Right. So we're in it. We're, we're like he closed the door and we're in like oh, a no, little no. compartment. <laughs> no, don't. Yeah. Oh. God. Don't do that. He's not a teenager. <laughs> Think of infinity. <laughs> Make infinity happy. How frail does this guy look? <laughs> Guriel. If this person who has devoted a lot of their life to the study of artifacts, uh, you get the impression that they're they're certainly not a kind of physical specimen. In a fight, you think maybe you would have the upper hand. <laughs> uh hang on let me just let me just no roll don't roll no it. don't roll for this simon you you need to decide this right, you what, have what to in, decide what infinite what Euro is doing is thinking to himself right hang on right what would infinity do in this situation roll so as you're thinking about this and scanning them up and down roll a perception check sure oh god two decent rolls in a row oh look at me uh, 18. Good, good. Both of you. My people, look... they are working now. So you, you scan them up and down, you see they look physically frail. Um, but you are also, you do see that they are wearing also quite a lot of other things. Like, oh, they've got this headset with the kind of the, the, the jeweler's glasses on. But they also seem to have uh, some sort of... Uh, arm enhancement that is attached to their arm. There's various different things that they have on the side of uh, the room around you. And on top of that, they have a backpack with which you see a little bit of. So it's a small backpack attached to the center of their back, um, which seems to have at least one rotating aerial coming out of it. And you get the sense that although they're physically not strong, there may be more to them that meets the eye. Well, I rolled for infinity-inspired morality, and uh, well, uh, well, in that case, I, I don't have that kind of um, I, I just don't have those kind of funds, so I wouldn't want to take it uh, from you. Do you know if anywhere else here is selling belts, by the way? <laughs> uh, you may have to do your own research on that. I'm afraid I can't be, you know. You're a librarian. 
Oh no, of course I won't. It's it's something that uh, well, if I had the, if I had the gold, I'd love to take it off of you and um and pay you for it. Wouldn't wouldn't just take it, obviously. That would be a bad thing to do. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, I wish you all, all all the best of luck with it. And um, if I find any anything that sort of got that comes from the uh, the metal face people, I will I'll come back and we maybe we can have a look at it. Very well, thank you. Well, I, I'll see you again. Uh, UX, and we'll go back to Tenebris, um, coming up and sitting down uh, opposite uh, this young woman uh, with her half uh, mechanical side. Hey, what can I help you with? Hi. Um, uh, I, I was thinking I would like to buy some, like, uh, nanite guns maybe you know for for like in, in, in healing in case anyone gets like bitten or anything i don't really know very well uh, they're all over there on the table you can get the basic for 150 and if you have a look over there at the end you'll see that there's a large one that's greater that'll be a 500. Go gold credits yes that's that's gold, yes. Oh. She fiddles with um, the gun in her hand and it sort of breaks apart a little. Is there a way of like poor people getting healed? She looks up at you. Well, you could, I, I guess you could just sleep it off. <laughs> <laughs> Goes back to playing. Uh, Adjusting this piece of kit. It's not wrong. <laughs> Where do poor people get here? This is America. <laughs> you go to sleep. <laughs> you sleep it off. Do you have anything like, like first aid kit? So if someone is like, "Ugh, oh, I'm bitten by wolf," you can just like, I don't know, like stop the bleeding or, or. And if they're a ro if they're a robot, maybe under the desk, uh, under the desk, yeah, you should find the medikit there. Uh, uh, you see, she's engaged a, a kind of magnetic field around her uh, palm, which has separated out all the metallic components of this gun, which she's now uh, engaged in examining. I'll That'll look. be fifty gold for one of those. And uh, do you need like instructions on how to work them? Like, is it easy? Like, oh, it's all written now. Yeah, it's, it's it's in you know it's it's the instructions are pretty common. You know, you should understand them. Can I have a look through it, please? Can I think? Um, can I can I open a box and read and have a look and be like, what am I buying? Absolutely. Also, uh, if you were looking to try and persuade her with that previous comment. <laughs> oh, I uh, wasn't actually. <laughs> didn't sound like it. No! But, uh, <laughs> fine. Uh, yes, you, you look down, you open up the medikit, and you can see that what this contains is um, 10 syringes um, containing uh, the, a cocktail of drugs required to stabilize someone uh, when they're unconscious. 
okay i will i will buy this this seems this seems important to buy why the fuck you... is everything gonna cost money <laughs> Welcome That's to expensive. the world right now. <laughs> um, yes, I will buy it, please. Did you make the gun yourself? Like, are, did, are you, can you, do you know, like, how it works and everything? I do make these, yes. Yeah. And uh, restore and repair them. That's really cool. Is it hard? Or... She flicks her eyes up at you for a second. Uh, is it hard? Yes, it's hard. I sell these things for 150 gold pieces. Who do you think is going to buy them if they can make them themselves? Probably no one. You're probably very smart. Okay, I'm going to buy this now. Thank you. Here you go. Thank you. Um, where you do I beep the beep? I have the thing to beep. What's Over this? there. You could do it on the wall there. I don't have that stuff on my person. Why not? That's my business, but you never know. Some people could use that against you. But you have you have all the you have your side there. Uh, they look up at you uh, with a piercing gaze, very bright blue eyes. That's right, I do. What of it? My friend has has an arm like like that and, and my other friend is like totally like that but i guess that that's doesn't really count um, sorry yeah sorry. that's normal normal oh. people look like this oh i guess now you mention it i'm not from here oh no no where, where i'm from like yeah like some people but not as much Usually oh, no. for like specific, like different things. Not so much like that. Well, you are interesting looking, I'll give it that. Perhaps you're not familiar with people like myself. Well, suffice to say, I wouldn't have chosen this. But now it's me, I'm happy to live with it. Why didn't you choose it? You know. You don't choose when an industrial saw breaks off from its holding compound and zings along the floor of the workshop, do you? Oh, you you put an arm on because there wasn't an arm. That's cool. That's my okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah, not not to worry. And for a second, you see that uh, her face just softens. For a moment, you can see. Uh, the corners of her mouth just rise up ever so slightly. I'm having yawn, you know. Yes, it was an industrial saw, but it was my own stupid fault I got in the way of it. Anyway, look, you're welcome to it. Oh, I'll I'll, I'll beep the beep the. My beep the thing. Thank you kindly. She reaches out to shake your hand with her biological hand. Very kind. Thank you very much. It was it was nice to meet you. Thank you for selling me this box. And uh, you make your way out of the room and infinity. She's so cool. She's so cool. She doesn't want to be my friend. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. You ran away from the one who wanted to be your friend. <laughs> oh yeah. Infinity. Uh, you find yourself um, up 
in uh, watching this uh, tall, slender android, uh, and at last, the small figure uh, who's been working all the way around it um, stands back, uh, just brushes their uh, waistcoat down, uh, and reaches uh, a small kind of apparatus out of it, and you can see that it's again one of these kind of touch cards. Holds it up to the android, and the android moving now with a kind of lissom grace. Thank you. Always count on you. And reaches down with a very slight glow of their fingertips, presents it near the card, and then stands up to their full height. And you can see that this creature is nine feet tall and, and sways softly as they move. And uh, where their feet are, you see that they have hooves, uh, metallic hooves that dong, 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 as they walk on the control panel. Yeah, and so what can I do for you? Yes, hello. Um, I I think I, I I think I've been asleep for a while. Um, I've been switched off for a while, and I woke up fairly recently, and um, I feel a bit different. So I was just hoping for a sort of a general checkup, really. Uh, this uh, older older gentleman puts his hand up in the air, just waves his finger around her. Sit down. Are you ah, we will take I, a look. I, I did just notice that um, the the droid before me did pay and i um, i don't have any money on me but my friends do so is that going to be an issue hmm. uh, they take a closer look at you and see them examining you looking you from either side i turn my head a bit <laughs> <laughs> lift up an arm like is, is this an examination. This I will do for free. Oh, fixing. This is another matter. Oh, yes, that's fine. That's fine. Thank Please you. Please sit. She sits down. Uh, and this uh, the figure goes. This uh, character goes to the um, the sort of tray of implements behind you, a set on the different shelves, and reaches starts to reach out wires, snaking out from the control panels uh, around you. You hear. It won't hurt, will it? What? Will it hurt? Uh, it might. Oh. You just got a bit Nessa there. Oh. 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 What's occurring in my neural net? <laughs> uh, you hear the sound of sparking across two and. <laughs> Blackness. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Not again. Oh, no. She's gone. Well, I did have a backup character, so we're okay. Everyone. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. Almost instantaneously. Oh. You blink and your eyes open. And you can see that uh, this figure, his old face, a big bulbous nose. You can see that there's lots of nose hair sticking out the bottom of it. Um, and he's sort of playing with his lower lip as so it's got a very kind of like elastic lower lip, you know, just sort of pulling it backwards and forwards and looking at you very close in the face. This must be about five centimeters away from your face. Hello. What is your... What is your number? Oh, um, I'm Infinite Sky 6000 serial number 
8691972615300 PMGB ML. That's wrong. I got that wrong. Uh, 8691972615300 PMGB1530 ML. Actually, I just mixed two bits up there. That was, sorry, little glitch. Who is your maker? Oh, a, a Terracorp. You see his eyes narrow. What is your designation? Uh, well, um, it, it was to prepare Braxigantu for habitation. I think I've been asleep for a while. This was my next question. I when don't... were you made? Ooh, Ali, do I know? I do, I do, don't I? Hang on, hang on. Um, um, well, I will tell you as soon as I look through my memory banks. Here's episode one. I moved my phone. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Ali, do you have it to hand? You're really uh, raising the tension here, Bates. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. She does know the year, but... Ah, session one. Aha. No. 278C, is that right? That's what I have written down. That's this year. That's this year. It's in my backstory somewhere. Where the fuck is my So, you... You were made in... Uh, 9907P. Okay, but I believe you. So 9907... I was, I was made in 9907P. I'm afraid I don't know how that relates to the current year. 9907P. Do you know the current date? Uh, yes, yes, I do. I just turned away from the page, but yes, 278C, I believe. The current date is 11,506P. You're over one and a half thousand years old. That's quite a lot, isn't it? Do you know when Braxigantu was settled? No, I don't. 278 years ago. I was here for... Ali, I knew I travelled for a long time um, before I got to Braxigantu. Do I know how long I travelled for? Yeah, you travelled for 207 years. Okay, sorry, and can you give me this year's date in P again for me? Sorry, I didn't write it down. So the year... Currently. You were you were constructed in nine nine oh seven. Yeah, travelled for two hundred and seven years, and then the year now. The year now is eleven thousand five oh six. And Braxigantu has been around for two hundred and seventy eight years. Wait, so I was here for millennia. This was my question. I, I I don't remember. My 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 system's been wiped. I You are something new. You are something old. I have yet to see your kind. Do you know the fate of Terracorp? No. I haven't been able to reach the satellites. Show me. 
Speak to me as you would your satellite. Okay. I, I will try to reach him. As you're doing that, you can see that um, he fiddles with a, a, a controller in his hand. Um, and you can see a, a snaking sort of earpiece, like kind of one of those big ear trumpets, um, just goes and go into the side of his ear. And then another one going into your, uh, towards your mouth. Speak now. Hello, this is Infinite Sky 6000, serial number 8691 in the way you spoke to your satellite, to your Terracor. One zero 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 one 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 zero zero one 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 zero 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 one 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 zero zero one 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 zero zero one 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 zero zero one 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 zero could communicate with these satellites? Well, I, I should have been able to. I believe you would have found that very hard. You believe you speak the language of these satellites. Yes. You speak an ancient tongue. We call the tongue of the satellites in the sky those terraformers control and keep Praxican to as it should be. We call this language Druidic. You do not speak modern Druidic. Oh. You Ma speak an old, ancient Druidic. I'm out of date so far out of date you will have no way until you learn the new tongue the modern tongue thankfully i can do this for you but it will cost you oh um how, how much would, would it cost me for language lessons mm -hmm. i joke of course it will be simply the cost of the hard drive with the information <laughs> therein <laughs> Oh. Right, and, and, and how much would that, that hard drive cost me? Mm. Starts rummaging through. Well, I would say that hard drive would cost you for installation and uh, for the cost of the materials, that would be five gold. Oh, okay. M my friends could definitely afford that, I think. But be sure it is all very well giving you the uh, code and inputs for this language, but if you are not set up to speak it, oh. you will not be able to speak it. You must simply hope that your software and your hardware is compatible. Uh, uh, you said you do not know what happened to Terracor. Oh, I know what happened to Terracor. I would like do to you know. know what happened to Terracor. No, no. Could you tell me? Terracor is gone. It is an old company. It was bought and split and destroyed. What? What happened? What happened to the androids? The androids? They went their ways. They did their jobs. Many never came back. Right. They wouldn't have done. And I don't suppose you know of any other Infinite Sky 6000s on this planet. There, there should be others. But Infinite Sky 6000. This is your name. That's 
My model, yes. How interesting. No such model exists or has existed for thousands of years. Right. Okay. All her screens go completely like dark rain about to pour out clouds. And that happens as you are silhouetted in the bright sun coming in over the sea with the birds and the gulls swooping overhead and the sound of activity and mercantile trades and deals going on beneath you and the rain pours down your screens down your feet and we'll leave it there my poor infinity good grief Oh, it was meant to be a shopping episode! I knew he was going to do it. The minute the minute he was like jumping backwards and forwards, I was like, he's going to do some shit. And Ali, you... Ali, change up the music. Up the happy music. music, happy music. It was happy. Not pipe, pipe. Right, carry back on. <laughs> no, 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 not that music. <laughs> <laughs> cling, cling, cling. I can't. All oh, right, let's just do this stuff. Uh, Hold on. Wow. Oh. Ali Jennings, oh. everyone. Serving up I know the more. year now that I asked that in the yeah. first episode. Yeah, wow. That is a gap. That, I was not expecting that is a thousands. Gap. Yeah. Also, you're the Legolas of our that's party. The, that's, the, that's the date the planet was settled, not necessarily the date the planet was terraformed. No, exactly. Well, I arrived there, and then there's like over a thousand years before, before it was settled. Turned up. Yeah. yeah. So what, what was I doing for thousands and something years? Also, dragons. Also, ah! dragons. <laughs> oh, no. They horns. Horns. tech. Jeez. Oh, I wanted stars. that belt. I wanted that belt. <laughs> we'll get you that belt. We're going to get you that belt, oh but not God. with stealing. How much I wasn't going to steal it. I was going to kill it. Kill Murder. him and then take it. That's <laughs> kind of going to salvage it from his yeah. dead body. Yeah. Salvage rights. Wow. Cool. Um, Everything is expensive. I thought we were super rich and then yeah. I found out how much things cost. Infinity probably needs some pocket packets. money at some point, I think. Um. <laughs> Uriel does have the second card that he took from Abel. We don't know how much is on that. Good. Might not be very point. much. Abel, Abel was a dude who lived on a boat in a swamp, man. <laughs> but he doesn't drink tea. Yeah, if he starts spending money on tea, he's probably <laughs> saved up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today just stopped drinking tea. Maybe I'm to save up. Oh, well, well, there's quite a lot to to pick up from there, but we're not going to do so next week. And we, but before we do that, we should talk about what we might want to talk about at the next D and D brief. Yeah, which is right. So I have down. We are doing an episode on the 18th. We're not doing an episode on the 11th. Is that correct? Oh, no, we're not. God. We are That's not. Correct. We don't just talk about this on stream. We'll talk about this. <laughs> no, 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 but it means that I am the next D&D brief person. No, we're still following the order. We're just yes. You are the next skipping anyway. person yeah. on, yeah. The on the 18th. On the 18th. Um so stuff that happened today. I mean blimey. Um I, I mean from I I think we've got a lot from before. From the end of last time, I did think with the lesser restoration and like things to cure alcohol and drugs mm. to cure other drugs. That's very druggy and I know we're too druggy but Drugs in McDrug. Are you, we not doing one next week? I just You're not here, You're here I'm not week. here next week. I'm not here. There we go. <laughs> Something special is happening next yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of science, uh, because it's me, so I can't do drugs, kids. You, yeah. you can. Um, you can this try. is going to PSA from the RP Geeks. Uh, what about... <laughs> you can try. 
Um, <laughs> do drugs, Simon. No, we can't do <laughs> geeks. I wrote down fractal a long time ago. <laughs> I think that's my... the network. No, I know, but I just thought fractals. Oh yeah, thing. talking about fractals is actually pretty legit because they yeah. have they have non-integer dimensions. Oh, which is a really that's cool concept. Dope. That's terrible. Could you talk amazing. about like Why? plugging Why? into a network and like what actually happens when you like connect? Can we to the ever internet? unknow the the non-integer dimensions once you tell us about it, or will we have to know that forever? It's going to be like Doctor Strange level. Everything just becomes it gets really weird after you're <laughs> let in on the facts. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we have fractals. We have, uh, I think, the thing with, the thing with, um, like connecting to networks and stuff like mm, that. That's interesting. Is I mean, yeah, sure. I could look at what. How do you actually practically connect to yeah, a network? Yeah, exactly. And then how might that, that work with someone? Yeah. How do you connect? Well, yeah. Like how how do you? How does the internet do the internet? How like, would a future internet is it in work? the in in the air? Mm. My my question would be like, how do you like? convert signals between uh, the internet and computers and people. And yeah, biology. exactly. Yeah. Like, is okay. it sensory? How is to get internet into signals brain? into brain. Okay. Yeah. Someone's probably doing some biohacking thing on it. So. Sure, I can have a look at that. I'm not a biologist, so everything is going to be citation needed on that one. Um, and, I mean... I think that's good. That's, that's good, I think, yeah. Cool. Um, you're not going to get me to do anything on crab-legged restaurants, that's for sure. You could if you wanted uh, to. Crabs. <laughs> Love how much you hate crabs. Uh, you can't expect a demigod to be a decapod. I mean, had a <laughs> bad experience with crabs at university. And... Yeah, macro fauna, <laughs> not, not micro fauna for, sure. the, for the record. Sure. Yeah, anyone got anything else before I wrap it up? I'm just really hyped about Spelljammer coming out. I just wanted to say that. Uh, I'm hyped. Very excited. D&D in space. Super hyped. Space d, d Spelljammer. <laughs> That's it. That's all I want shall to I, say. Shall Thank I you. play us out? Yes. No. <laughs> Follow us on socials at RPGeeksD&D. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Everybody Follow ready? Us. I'm ready. I'm saying Merry Christmas. Follow on Twitter. Thank you so much for joining. You're all amazing. <laughs> we love you so You're much. You're amazing. We love you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>